Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock friends, to this Before the Bid. And on this one, we go to Slaughter's Kentucky again. We've got a repeat guy here that uh, they're going to have a sale again this year. We did the sale for him last year. and uh, We actually bought out of the sale last year. And so this guy and I, we've become pretty close here over the last year and before that. And uh, so we've got a really good guy here on the phone that uh, they're into the cattle. He's a third generation Angus guy. And so we're going to be talking some Angus cattle for this sale. Their sale is on SC Online Sales on Tuesday, October 19th. And so uh, welcome back to the podcast, Reese Johnson from Slaughter's Kentucky. And Reese, uh, Saturday night, here we are, and uh, I don't usually say this, but we're having a beverage and going to talk some cattle. So I want to welcome you here to the podcast again. Oh, yeah, it's good good to be back, and I, uh, I appreciate you having me back for sure. Had a really good conversation last year and again bought out of the sale and you guys have done a whole lot for us and uh, I just want to tell everybody appreciate the things that you have done for Allie and and Betty and I and so uh, we just appreciate that and enjoyed working with you in the last year and uh, maybe maybe we can get something to work out again this year. Yeah absolutely we uh, we enjoyed it as well and you guys did a great job with the, the effort that you had and it sure was a was a pleasure for us also. We've got a we've got a half sister tour that we're going to talk about, and uh, guys, I've been down there and I've seen these cattle, and man, what a nice set that uh, the Johnsons have got put together for this one, and so uh, can't wait to get into those. But first, we we need to get some other things taken care of here. Reese, you guys have had an addition to the family here and brought Micah in, and if you would talk about that, talk about them and, and introduce them, and then we'll get into some history and things. First off, it was uh, that was one of the best and biggest days of our lives there back the end of the last month when we welcomed our, our first child, uh, Micah Neil Johnson. It's been a, been a blessing. It's been a big change in our lives for sure. But, uh, you know, a lot, a lot more responsibility and a lot of things that you, you kind of have had at the, the forefront of a priority list, kind of take a back seat now that we have a, another life solely dependent on us. But, uh, it's been, been great. He's, happy and healthy and off to a very good start so we're uh very blessed and very thankful for that have you had him out at the barn much oh yeah yeah not just a whole lot but uh christine will bring him out there some on the weekends while we're working on stuff or he'll go out with me sometimes um, when i get home from work to to go feed in the evenings and and some stuff like that always always fun just keep taking him man i'm i'm telling you <laughs> yeah because before yeah. you know it he'll be 14 and and uh you'll be like wow what happened yeah i know it that's what my wife and i were sitting here talking about there uh actually a couple of days ago is just how how quick the last seven going going real real hard on eight weeks at this point has flown by it's just i don't i don't ever remember time going as quick as it has since he's got here 
Right, so sleeping through the night and doing well with that. Yeah, yeah, I wish. No, <laughs> not quite. But he's uh, it's it's been it has been good. Um, my mom and and really Christine's mom as well. She's been down here quite a bit for uh, a couple of extended stays since the baby's been here, and they both say that we got just incredibly lucky with how laid back he is and and just how content he is. I mean, he really doesn't ever doesn't ever cry, doesn't ever make any any commotion unless he's needing a diaper change or something to eat and mm-hmm. you know he's been getting getting by here the last two or three weeks with as long as we'll keep him up till 10 30 or so he'll get by with uh just one time getting up in the night so oh wow that's uh-huh. you know more or less still a newborn i can't complain about that at all right well that's good uh, and you put christine on watch last night right go well oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no we've been been either uh either taking turns during the night or taking turns staying up with him. And then the other person gets him when he gets up during the night or mm-hmm. just kind of however it works out. But we've been, been doing a pretty good job of uh, helping each other out and, and rotating turns and all that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's worked out real well so far. We've been, been very fortunate. That's great. That's great. Tell us a little about Christine. Uh, yeah, Christine is from uh, the central part of Illinois, little town she grew up in. It's called Danvers, real close to Bloomington. Grew up showing pigs at a, you know, at a nationally competitive level. Won all kinds of stuff over in the state of Illinois and all that stuff. Her family also has a commercial cow herd. It's actually incredibly high quality commercial herd. You know, just for for there not to be any purebred genetics or anything like that just a just a really nice set of cows her dad also does a little bit of row crop and then both her parents have full-time jobs in town but they uh, have a whole lot going on up there just real real good people and just a class a family for sure well that's good yeah we met christine a few times and yeah she's she's class a and and works hard and and does a very nice job and uh, so uh, yeah, you got got you a good one there. So uh, Reese talk, oh, yeah. talking about her parents working in town. You took a full time job in town, I guess you could call it. Uh, if you would tell us a little about that. Yeah, I guess uh, back in March there, right after it just worked out perfect on the timing. Pretty much, it was right after Kentucky Beef Expo. I took a job with the uh, NRCS, as the Natural Resource Conservation, under the umbrella of the USDA. But uh, most of what I do is, of course, resource conservation, uh, implementing practices to to help with soil quality, reducing soil loss, water quality, all that stuff. So it's uh, it's been a been a, a big change, but it's also something that I've been very fortunate and very thankful for because it's it's allowed me to have some you know some more time at home and some more some more time here and it's allowed me to, to balance some things a little bit better for sure. I feel like, mm-hmm. right. and I, I guess a, another fun fact is me and Christine actually work in the same building. Now we don't work oh, wow. of course for, for different offices, but mm-hmm. she works for the USDA as well. And the, the uh, FSA side of things. So hers is more of a, a paperwork office type job where I'm able to get out in the field mm-hmm. probably somewhere I'd say a majority of the time, and then I, I still have, of course, some paperwork and mm-hmm. office type stuff to do as well. But yeah, we actually most days before she got on maternity leave here, we were actually probably riding to work together. I'd say seventy-five, eighty percent of the days. So oh yeah, that that worked out nice. 
Well, that's neat. Yeah. And if they don't know about this equip program, I'm with, I'm on the soil and water board here in the county. And, and so we work with some of the equip stuff and I've done some of the equip things on my two places that I've had. So uh, if you would, what is this equip and, and what can we help these cattle producers or, or whatever animal it might be that they have, or if they're even in the forest and, and they're listening, what can you guys do with the equip or wherever it is in, in their place? So it's a lot different from area to area and, and definitely from state to state. I know like I've talked with my father-in-law about it and it's, I think funding maybe is a lot harder to come by where he's at up there in the central part of Illinois. But mm-hmm. A, a lot of what we do here in this area for, for cattle producers specifically is if they've got a farm that has been in row crop or been in timber or whatever, and they want to convert it to a pasture scenario, a lot of a lot of what we're able to do is get some funding and, and some cost share and help pay for some things as far as getting them set up with all the fencing they will need, like perimeter fences as well as some cross fencing to be able to do some rotational grazing and some stuff of that nature mm-hmm. can fence off ponds of course run waters pipeline and tanks mm-hmm. to uh to get a clean reliable source of water to the livestock i mean i guess in a nutshell that's probably the most basic of what we can do for uh for the livestock industry now you mentioned like the timber and forest. There's also some stuff with like timber and uh, forest stand improvement and mm-hmm. some things along along those lines that can help those guys out as well. But it's just uh, just a very diverse program, and there's a lot of ways for it to benefit a lot of people that I didn't didn't realize um, as much until I actually got started mm-hmm. working. I mean, I had heard about Equip all my life because some of the uh, farms that we're running cattle on mm-hmm. actually. So I've got some stuff funded through that program as far as, you know, taking stuff out of, uh, out of crop. And like we were talking about there earlier, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, there, it's just a whole lot more in depth and there's a whole lot more opportunity and possibility with it than, than what I realized just from a outsider's perspective looking in. We've put in waters, we've put in a lot of the heavy use area pads, feeding pads and things like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just encourage encourage everybody to, to talk to a guy like you that, that might be in their county or their area to talk about that equip program and, and see what it can do for some of these operations because I know it's it's absolutely made ours to where we can function uh, at this place. So, uh, yeah, just, just look into that. Like I was saying, it's, it's definitely something worth taking a gander at. I mean, it's something that can benefit a lot of people. And, I mean, even if you don't necessarily know that, you have something that it would benefit there's a whole lot more to it and a whole lot of ways that it can work for different people in different settings uh reese let's talk about the the family let's talk about the operation uh what do you guys do down there in slaughters kentucky and when did this thing get started and and give us a little history of that of johnson farms well i guess there's been cattle here for i don't know 50 or 60 years i mean my grandpa and all that i mean he's he's had cattle for a long long time i guess the first purebred cattle actually came here though in the fall of 2001 i believe it was mm-hmm. and uh we just kind of kind of started out more just with some performance oriented registered stuff trying to raise uh bulls and replacements and stuff like that but over time as i was getting more involved in 4-h and ffa and wanted to wanting to show competitively we kind of kind of switch gears and and now our operation or at least a, 
side of our operation is geared a lot more toward raising show cattle. Uh, we do still have a section of the cows, a, a group of them that we use more for raising herd bulls and, mm-hmm. and replacements and things of that nature. But, you know, it's just kind of diversified over the years. And now we kind of put more of a more of an emphasis on, on raising show heifers. Mm-hmm. On top of the cattle, there's still uh, quite a bit of tobacco here on our farm. My, my dad's still pretty pretty involved with that and then we also uh, row crop a little bit not not just a, a huge amount but you know still still enough for sure mm-hmm. and you guys sell uh, quite a few bulls a year still don't you yeah yeah i'd say i mean depending on the the year and how the uh the bull to heifer ratio on the calves works out and everything i'd say we average between 25 and 30 mm-hmm so that's uh that's a whole nother another market that you know it works well with the with the show cattle side of things just to kind of have some some cash flow coming in at, at various times of the year you know a lot of these show heifers are the springs are getting sold in the fall and the mm-hmm. falls are getting sold in the spring and it's just kind of seasonal mm-hmm. so the bulls you know with us, we're selling everything private treaty so that works mm-hmm. works out well and they kind of just go as as people need them and most of them end up selling sometime between the time they're 15 months old and two years old. So, And uh, we went through the bulls when we were down there a couple of years ago, uh, picking one, picking another heifer up for a friend. And, man, guys, these guys got a stout, nice set of bulls. Uh, just uh, if, if you're in that area or, or anywhere and you need, a, you need a bull, need a herd bull, why – uh, talk to Johnsons about that because they've got just a super set of bulls. Want to encourage them to do that. So, uh, Reese, if you would uh, introduce mom and dad and and talk about them just a bit. Mom and dad are kind of the uh, I guess the main cogs that keep things going now that Christine and I both have jobs. Uh, my mom is the principal at the uh, one of the elementary schools here in in the county over at providence and then my my dad farms full-time mainly i guess at this point it's kind of evolved mainly more toward the tobacco and the the cattle and less toward the row crop as as what it was when i was growing up and even in high school and college but they uh very crucial part of what we do here and and very actively involved in the the day-to-day stuff i mean now that now that I have a job, Dad pretty well takes care of the, the cow herd by himself. Other than when we have to work stuff and get cows up and all that kind of stuff, but just day to day checking on things, he's he's pretty well flying solo on that at this point. But he's doing a doing a heck of a job with things and holding everything together. So right. it's it's working out well so far. And Keith, he tries to go to the shows and things with you, and uh, just a, a good guy when you when you see him at the shows, go talk to Keith, and uh, just a good guy to talk to, and he, he knows what he's talking about, and and just kind of down to earth, and uh, just a uh, just a good guy. I've heard him say several times now over the last few years since we've been selling most of our our better heifers that you know it's it's obviously different than when me and my sister were showing, but I. I think he enjoys it just as much and, and gets just as just as nervous and wound up to uh, to see the customer show and do well as he did when me and my sister were showing. So he uh, he's he's very actively involved in this side of the the show cattle side of this operation too and and he uh, 
he eats it up, loves it just as much as I do, really. Right. Yeah, and uh, he was he was a, right at every show we were at, and and so just uh, takes care of the customers and and meets with them and talks with them. So, uh, yeah, just uh, what a good family to get in with here. I appreciate that yeah. for sure. Well, it's I mean it's it's true. The guys, anytime we were around and and they were around, why cattle were were getting fit and and getting ready, and we were talking. I don't know if we talked almost every week or or so. So. Uh, just a, a good family to get in with and, and a family that, that's going to follow these cattle uh, and, and give suggestions and, and help anywhere that they possibly can. So you get some good help uh, on the show road as well. Yeah, we've, uh, and the, you know, the more we've sold and the, the more we have at shows now, we kind of have to uh, try to make sure a good crew hire just to uh, to help me kind of be able to, to balance things out and get everything done. But uh, the past past couple years and then this summer uh jason smith from coleman alabama he's he's been a a real big help to us he goes a lot of places with us especially places that that he doesn't have cattle mm-hmm. and uh you know another another guy that helped me a lot i think you guys got to know a little bit this summer was colton hudgens sure. from tennessee he's uh he's a young kid actually still in college but he does a just a heck of a job i think he's he's one of the one of the more talented young kids that uh that i've met for sure he's he's awesome you know real real down to earth good dude and and like i said he does a just a heck of a job right and then uh actually hadn't hadn't been to a whole lot of shows with us he has a couple but another kid that's been just an abundance of help to me over the last oh month getting this set of calves ready is uh Jared Schwink, I think he's actually kind of up from your area there in southern Indiana. But just as far as coming down on the weekends, helping get things washed and blowed out and fed and taken care of, I mean, he he can pretty well do do anything like that. And he's been a, he's been a big help to me this fall as well. Yeah, and he was actually down there when we came down a couple of weeks ago. He's got to be a, a pretty good friend, and he uh, he's been a been a real big help. I I would have been way way behind this fall if it weren't for him with the the baby and uh you know this being the first set of calves we've ever tried to sell with with me and christine both having full-time jobs so it's uh yeah he's he's been a blessing this fall for sure all, all the hard work you've done and all the things you've done you guys have had quite a bit of success here in the last couple of years yeah it's uh you know the the more we're starting to have and the more we're starting to sell there's there's starting to be several of them that are that have been pretty successful and have, have done some winning over the uh, over the past couple summers for sure. And that's you know that's another thing we're just trying to trying to continue to, to build not only the numbers but to make each set deeper and deeper and to make the quality run deeper and and also make the quality be higher on the top end. And that's something that I think we've been proud of about this. Thing. Just some of them that that I'm aware of. You've done the Kentucky Beef Expo. You've won that. Is that the last two years that you've won that? Is that right? The sale? Yeah, that would be correct. And then actually, I think there was one year in there. I think we had reserve, and then I guess the two years before that we won also. So mm-hmm. it either either been three out three out of the last four or four out of the last five years. Right. Been fortunate enough to win that deal, and then won a preview show. Made some pretty good runs at our state fair. And, you know, starting starting to get some cattle 
out of state that are that are hitting some some pretty nice licks as well mm-hmm. a beef expo sale you guys are kind of owning that uh, <laughs> i don't want to jinx you but uh, the last couple of years have been very successful there right there in your home state so it's been good and as far as you know and i, I don't know if it's just kind of just how it's worked out that we've had a, a pretty good one to take there or or what but we have we have been pretty fortunate to have a a pretty good run there for the last handful of years for sure got figured out what you're going to take this year yet yeah probably a couple <laughs> couple fall breads and maybe a maybe a couple fall born babies that's that's kind of what we usually gear more toward taking it's just you know over the last couple of years we've had a spring born or two that either got on a bad recip and wasn't quite ready to sell in the fall or mm-hmm. just kind of some some odds and ends stuff that have led to us having a couple of real nice springborns there, but you know, usually we kind of gear that that sale, and as well the Tennessee Agribition, we started going down there um, more toward fall breads and fall babies. Uh, Reese, you got a sale coming up here on Tuesday, October nineteenth, and this year it's going to be on SC Online Sales. You've got the sale posted, so I am uh, actually looking at it right now as as we're getting ready to go through these and again i've been down there to to see these cattle and uh so uh, what a what a great set you have for this sale and got seven live lots here and so reese you ready to ready to start going through those yeah we'll just jump right in straight off the top there and the the lot one is uh one that i think is real real nice i mean i think just as good a one maybe as as what we've ever offered one that i think really just ties together so many of the high-end high-quality pieces that we're trying to put together i mean just real real good built real big inner center body super stout but still does all that with with some presence and just a a wild neck and and a, a pretty cool look about her i think i think that one is ready to go right now i mean i think she can be shown competitively this fall and winter into the spring but then i also think that she's fresh enough and right enough in her condition that that one can be real real competitive and be right there where she needs to be to to maybe make a run at a at a state fair or or something like that come next next summer and fall that's one that that i've been real real high on since we got her home from uh the place that was putting in some eggs for us and I've, that's just that's one that i am really proud of and, and really really excited for her future that one would actually be a maternal sister to the heifer that you bought uh, out of the sale last fall and mm-hmm. i think Allie had a had a pretty good run with her this this summer and, and early this fall right. so that's a that's a cow that started to started to do a lot started to make some some real nice ones i guess in addition to being a maternal sister to that one she would also be a flush mate be a full sib to uh, a fallborn that would have topped fcf's fallborn sale in the spring there of 2019 i believe it was mm-hmm. so i mean that there's been some some full sisters to her that have that have sold high done some winning and and uh you know stuff that's just just been really high quality calves that that have what it takes to to get it done and be where they need to be right. when it's all said and done. And she's an April style. Uh, yeah, comes out of comes out of that blackbird cow and and 
obviously cow's done done pretty well and yeah i agree with you this is a nice one big bold stout one she does she's got a great look to her just uh just really enjoy that one that's like i said there earlier i think you know it's it's easy to get easy to get excited about them and get excited about the sale when when some of them look like that i mean i'm real excited to see what her future holds because i i think that one's pretty neat uh, as we were walking through the pins uh, there when we came down, this lot too, man, I mean, she just hit you. Hit you really hard, got the flash, got the look. Uh, she's a nice one here in this lot too, Express Female. Oh, yeah, and this one gets into a different division there, uh, into those summerborn. She's a mid-May, and I think uh, I think that one is every bit as high quality as the lot one. Just, you know, she does some, some things differently, and there's some stuff that you – appreciate about her differently than the uh the lot one but that one's just so flat-shouldered wild neck still got plenty of body plenty of muscle when you get right in behind her really big bone another one that that's just impeccable in her build you know sets down real square on all fours um just just another one that i think really has a bright future ahead of her and one that's that her her best days are ahead of her. I mentioned on that lot one that I thought she was ready to go right now. This is one that, you know, I, I think if a guy wanted to show her this this fall and winter, you dang sure could. But I think, like, that's another one that I would be real, real excited to see come next summer for, like, a, you know, a state preview show, junior nationals, a state fair, something like that. I mean, I think she's really going to be spot on in the right hands come, come that time. And that's... Uh, that's that would be the I guess the one of the first heifer calves that we've had out of that donor that we raised. Her mother would be a style out of the seventy two twenty five Georgina that's done so much for us over the last really the last decade I guess. Mm-hmm. Her this one's mother would have won our state preview show in uh, the summer of twenty nineteen and you know this this calf at this point reminds me just a a whole whole bunch of what that one did at this stage as far as being you know just so wild necked and and cool built and just one that looks like all the pieces are there and everything's like it needs to be to to really make a just a super cool looking big one i don't uh talk about it much in in uh angus cattle i don't know if we can promote hair or not but this one uh if you're ready to go this fall or whatever this one this one's got it and and she's ready to roll in that in that aspect of it as well as well as everything else to go along with her yeah she's got the 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 functional practical pieces that that angus cattle need to have but she does sure have some hair to burn and some some presence that uh you know stuff that nowadays you you dang sure got to have in in spades to to really compete at a high level and she's got it for sure right the lot three uh, cattle that are that are making a storm here uh, in the Angus Show Cattle World. We got a Cadillac Ranch, and she's got a little bit of a special deal with this lot three. Lot three would be I don't know that Missy Cow has done just a whole bunch, and she's raised us a whole lot of nice ones over the past four or five years. But I wholeheartedly think that this could very well be the best one that that she's given us. Just so so stout and powerful but still has the presence and you know the look and maternal design that they need to have to uh, to be competitive just really cool through her head and neck gets her neck really really high out of her 
out of her blade, comes back into just a really big full rib and, and just a, a super, super stout one. That's one that it, we actually are going to keep half interest or half embryo interest in, in her because I think of, you know, of all the ones that we've seen out of her mother, I think that one probably most closely resembles some of the unique pieces and parts that have made that Missy cow so successful for us. And so we are, you know, we're selling full possession, you know, the buyer gets all the natural calves. All we're wanting is the right to half of the embryo production. But, uh, you know, that's, I'm, I'm as excited about that one as a donor cow, as I am a show heifer, I, you know, I dang sure think she'll compete. I think she can win some shows next summer. I just every bit as excited for down the road as I am for, for the show heifer that I think she's going to make. Yeah. And she's going to fall in that February class as well. So you had mentioned a, a special deal on her retaining half interest. I, I should have mentioned as well on that lot one and I forgot, but on her, we have, we're going to retain the right to two successful flushes. Of course, that'll be at the buyer's convenience and our expense, but, uh, you know, just to kind of cover ourselves mm-hmm. for that cow family going forward, you know, I, I think that's just a good safety net for us to, to be able to, to get something back out of her later on. Right. So we are going to reserve the right to a couple flushes out of her as well. Okay. Yeah. And that's on those footnotes as well. Yeah. So make sure. You, yeah. I, make sure I had listed it there, but I just didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody was just listening to this. and Right. The lot four, we've got the youngest one of the bunch here. we got a little June baby. Yeah, this lot four is one that I think is real, real cool built. Maybe the longest neck, highest headed one of, of any of them there. Just gives you a wild presence and mm-hmm. just a really neat look. You know, being a June, she is a little skinny compared to some of them, and She's kind of where you would expect a June to be right now, maturity-wise. But just in terms of build and design and presence, I think, like, that one's real, real high on my list. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it just combines a lot of the the good cow families that were, I guess, kind of made famous there at PVF. Of course, being out of the Night Watch bull that we raised, she's got the Blackbird deal on the the top side of her pedigree there that bull's grandmother would be the 645 cow that's done so much for uh, alan miller there and for uh, mcclure's at fcf and then on the the bottom side of her pedigree she's out of a pvf lucy cow that christine and i would have bought as a bread that would have actually topped uh pvf's online bread heifer sale back there in december of of 2019 which uh, that cow, I guess, would actually be a maternal sister to the dam of the Lot 2 heifer that just sold at PVF there uh, last weekend for, I think, 80000 for half of her. So, I mean, pretty royally bred deal there on the, the bottom side of her pedigree. The Night Watch deal there that she's out of, I mean, you know, I know, I know her and another one in the sale there are out of that bull, so they're obviously not. AI sired, but mm-hmm. man, I think that's a that's a bull that we really truly believe in and think there's a think there's a lot of good in. You know, actually a bull that we've discussed maybe maybe flushing a donor or two two after we've seen this first set of set of calves out of him. I think last year after we got done flushing some stuff, we let him breed like five of what we feel like is our upper end cows and mm-hmm. 
after seeing the the set of calves that he put on the ground this spring i'm sure not mad that that's the decision we made and i uh, i feel like if those night watch calves are some of the ones that you like sure don't be scared to bid on them scared to own them because like that's a bull that we believe in a bull that's really got some some pedigree on on both sides of him mm-hmm. and uh you know it's genetics that have just flat out been proven to work so um just kind of wanted to mention that on right. those those night watch daughters yeah and yeah the, the bull's for real i mean he's a real he's the real deal what i saw him before you turned him out and bred him to much of anything uh, and w- was really really impressed and uh w- when we were down there a couple of weeks ago he's right across the fence there and and uh yeah just a impressive impressive bull and and like reese says man he's got the got the pedigree in there to to do whatever you want with him so yeah don't don't worry because uh he's not an ai deal because he can fly get it done we're pretty high on on him and what he can do for us and uh this first night watch heifer here in the sale is lot four that's like i said there that's one that i think just going forward and thinking long term I think she could be a handful to get around mm-hmm. absolutely agree with that and then we go back to an old one here or an older i guess we should say in the lot five we've got a january that's a surveillance female the lot five that's that's another one uh kind of from this kind of from the same mold as the lot three it's one that's just super duper stout big legged big bellied got a whole whole lot of muscle shape when you get right behind her you know that's one that's Maybe not as chiseled out through her front end as as some of the other ones, but one that I sure think is still good enough looking to to make a competitive show heifer, but one that I think would just make a a heck of a cow after after her show career is over. I guess there would have been three full sisters to those that were fallborns that we would have sold in the like the spring of nineteen. Mm-hmm. I guess would have averaged right at seventy five hundred a piece on those, wow, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess one of them stayed in Kentucky, one of them went to Texas, and one of them went to Mississippi. And uh, two of the three of those won some, some pretty decent-sized shows. And, you know, not only the Angus, but went on to be supreme. So, you know, the it's a pedigree that works. It's a pedigree that's been proven to be successful. And it's a, a heifer when you get to looking at the individuals, one that, that sure has some some power and performance and a neat design about her. But while still being, I think, cool enough, attractive enough to be, uh, to make a nice show heifer. Right. Yeah. You, uh, you said what I was going to, if you, if you like power and, and style, this one, this one sure got it. And yeah, she's one of those that, that again, turn around, make a cow. I absolutely agree with you on that. And you got the Missy behind her as well. Yeah. That's, that's been our, probably our most influential and successful donor in the, uh, over the past handful of years and i mean it's not a not like you got to look far back to find her in the pedigree i mean it's a direct daughter there and uh one that sure think would uh make a a whale of a cow once her show career is over conley express uh had a lot of good ones out of them and we mix that with the georgina cow here for the lot six one yeah this is actually a i guess a flush mate to lot two this is one that's got a, a whole lot of the same cool pieces and parts that the uh, lot two has. You know, this one's just not as not as ready to go as some of the others. She's you know, she's a little bit skinnier, didn't have same deal that you hear a lot of times on ones like that are 
a little bit behind and and uh, just not as bloomy as some of the others, but didn't have the best recip. Just kind of didn't get off to as good of a start as some of the others. But one that when you get to looking at at her and watch the video and then you see the full sister one that sure got worlds of potential and a a neat look about her i think that one just needs you know just needs some time and some feed and i think that uh whoever gets that one will will dang sure be pleased with their purchase come a couple months down the road Mm -hmm. i think that's one that's gonna gonna change really quick right and again she's you know she's there out of a direct daughter of that 734 Georgina that would have won our uh, state preview show and then her grandmother would be the the 7225 cow so I mean another one that's out of some of the the very very best genetics that we have to offer and that's that's one thing that I've really noticed and kind of taken to heart over the last few years as we've been starting to sell more and more of these things is that it seems to me like way more times than not the genetics always take over and the ones that should be good end up being the nicer ones and uh that's that's sure one that that we have high hopes for for what she can turn into yeah you can see from that lot too it's in the family it's there it's ready to go she just she just needs a little time yeah that's one that i think is gonna change quick and make a make a nice one when it's all said and done right just like i said a, a whole lot of the similarities to the lot two heifer just mm-hmm. just skinnier and uh and a little bit bigger framed and that's that's about it that's what we talked about when we were down there she just just needs a little time and, and let her roll and and has a good future there the lot seven we go back we got another one of these night watch here out of the out of the missy cow we'll round out the live lots with that one that would have been a march that was her natural calf this year one that when you look at all that cow family's done and then look at her i mean I, that one i think is another one that i think will show i don't you know i don't know that she'll be competitive on a higher level like i think some of these others can be and, and should be mm-hmm. but one that i i sure think would make a a nice effort to take to uh you know to some county fairs to a a, a state preview you know even a even a state fair something like that i just uh one that's just maybe not quite as stout as some of the others and maybe not quite as wild looking and upheaded and attractive as as some of the uh the real high end ones but still one that i that i like i think there's there's a lot of quality in for sure and again another another daughter of of the missy donor that's that's just been so successful and and done such a good job for us here and I, I don't want people to think that that you you're hard on these cattle, uh, and so uh, I want people to to understand that as well. And and this one this one's a nice female. I mean, she's a nice, complete kind of like you say. She she may not stick out and and be uh, totally expressive in any one area, but but this is a nice female. Whole lot of balance, really, really right. good. Right. Just one that one that I would say is is complete for sure. I mean, there it's. Is like you said, you know, maybe she doesn't just jump out and grab you in mm-hmm. any one or two areas like some of those others do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like that one, if you really get to studying her, I mean, it's it's not like it's super easy to put a hole in her or anything like right. that. I mean, she's just just a just a real nice, complete, sound, functional type of a heifer that I think will will show a little bit, but then gonna go on and and again 
make a just make a well of a cow. Right. Absolutely. And a, and another thing that I I guess I should have mentioned on that that other night watch is surveillance, which would be the the sire of the night watch bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are are dang good cattle and have done a good job. But like at the same time, it's not like there's a bunch of style, first class, anything like that in his pedigree that's really gonna limit you on what you can mate those night watches too so i mean to me that would be a be a big positive on those night watch daughters is just all the all the mating flexibility that you can can have with them going forward right we got a surveillance last year uh, out of the sale and and we talked about that all the different ways we can go and and things we can do with that one yeah absolutely yeah so you can do that do that with these as well so that rounds out the rounds out the live lots here for the sale again October nineteenth on SC and uh, you have a couple embryo lots and and things like that as well. Yeah, on the uh, the embryos, I guess there we would start out the embryo lots with some conventionally made sexed blacklist out of the Nelly donor. Uh, that's a cow that I I mean I have the the highest of hopes for going forward. I think that's one that you're really gonna gonna hear a lot from over the next year or two there's been some calves out of her already that have have hit the ground and and sold here over the last year that are i think just really gonna take our program to a whole nother level that's a a cow that i think just kind of has a little bit different pieces about her and some some things that we can just really build around going forward and then of course the the blacklist deal i mean he obviously he needs no introduction there was a lot of uh, a lot of those cattle sold real high at pbf a couple weeks ago and then some cattle that have that have won a lot by by blacklist over the past couple years as well and then the uh, just some you know a, a lot of a lot of value there in that mating and i i think especially when you consider that they're they're sex embryos. I think uh, there's just not not any way to go wrong with those, and I think those would be a be a, a dang good investment for just about anybody. I mean, I think they add quality and value to any program. Right, and took the guesswork out of it. So I enjoy that a lot uh, as we've bought some embryos and things. So yeah, being oh yeah. sexed, why that that means a whole lot to us. Yeah, and that's uh, another thing I'll tell you too is that the conception on that cow's eggs has been the best of any any donor we've ever dealt with i think in the spring or i guess in the summer for coming springs of 22 we put in like nine eggs out of that cow and eight of them stuck oh, and wow. then a couple different times like for the the calves that would have hit the ground this spring out of her we put in i don't know five or six and and four or five of them stuck one less than whatever we we put in and oh, then wow. uh same deal for the the falls that were born in the the fall of uh 20 so i mean that's just just really really good conception and i think of course on those eggs we'll we'll guarantee one out of three on every package but i think you know on a mating like that i would sure expect to get more than one mm-hmm. just just based off of what we've seen right, right. from her yeah. then the uh the next lot of embryos be primos out of a a saga hatchy georgina which i mean going back to the old older champion hill days i mean that's that's about what those best donors that were running that program for so many years were were right. saga hatchy georginas and then kind of 
modernize that pedigree with about the the hottest deal going or one of the hottest deals going now being primo and uh those embryos are not sexed but that's still one that i think will will make extremely high quality females and maybe if you know if, if you don't get heifers or don't get a heifer i think if you put them in the right time of the year to have some you know, some February through Aprils or something like that, I think you could sure run into a, a real nice show steer there too. But mm-hmm. um, just a whole lot of opportunity there on that lot, I feel like, as well. Mm-hmm. And then the last of the embryo lots that we would get into would be uh, maternal sister to the, the lot two, that, well, and six. The expresses out of the 734 cow mm-hmm. would actually, I guess, would be real real close bred to them with prowess being an express son those eggs also are sexed you know i think that that lot two and and even parts of parts and pieces of the lot six Mm -hmm. show you a lot of what that 734 cow can do and what she has done for us Mm -hmm. and uh i think the uh the prowess eggs there would be a an opportunity to make some out of a young up-and-coming bull that i think maybe you'll be hearing more out of over the next year or two mm-hmm. and uh you know being out of back to the the georgina cow line i mean there's there's just not not a whole lot of way to go wrong with those especially with them being sexed heifer eggs we've uh we wouldn't have offered any of those but it's kind of the the same deal as the uh blacklist out of the 745 nelly cow we just we had really big flushes and we've got several of them put in here and on the way so just figured we would figured we would offer some of them up as well and share the wealth on those yeah but i uh that's a that's another donor uh, honestly a whole lot like the 745 like the belly mm-hmm. I, I think this 734 georgina i think that's going to be one that is a a big big part of our future and a a big big part of what we're planning on working with and building around going forward mm-hmm. well that's great that's the the first 10 lots there the sale and so uh i'm sure any questions why they can they can talk to you come down and see these cattle any anything that that they need just just get a hold of you reese and uh, you can get them taken care of absolutely i think you know if if you can't make it down i know it's a busy world and a whole lot going on nowadays for sure but you know, if you get an opportunity to make it down, I'd sure like to show them to anybody in person. I mean, that's a set that I'm proud of the depth for sure. I think the uh, the quality is fairly deep all the way through. Also on the top end, I mean, I think there's four of them things, maybe maybe even five that I think can really run hard and and be competitive on a on a real real high level. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you know, and it's it's not just stuff that I'm just hoping for unrealistic expectations or anything like that i mean it's they're out of hot bulls they're out of cows that you know we've won shows with cows that have raised high sellers for us and our partners on those donors and just stuff that should be competitive and stuff that has the the genetic backing to to go along with the uh, the pieces and the parts that the calves have that really intrigue you right now as well 
and they are. They're an impressive set. Again, we were down there a couple of weeks ago. Good hosts there with uh, Keith and Reese, and so uh, enjoy those guys a whole lot and, and working with them. And, again, Reese, you're going to help follow these cattle and give anybody any advice or anything that they need on feeding, on fitting, on anything like that. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, with the, the baby getting here at the end of this summer and with me starting a new job this summer, I, I we did as, as best we could and we went as many places as we could. But going forward, you know, now that the baby's here and off to a good start and I'm getting a couple weeks of vacation already built up at work, we uh, we intend to not just make the, the stuff that's close to here. Um, I mean, we're we're intending on next year getting back to junior nationals, eastern regionals, Atlantic nationals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Angus British Futurity is always there in Louisville with our state premium show. So right. that's one we're already at anyways. But anywhere uh, anywhere in the summer that these cattle will go that we can figure out a, a way at all to make it work, we'll, we'll try, to, try to chase them around and, and be as much help as we can. And I need to add, they are great help. If you can get Colton back again this year, uh, Colton and Reese can put one together. Here's another just a personal thing on these guys. You know, uh, Allie's 14, and Reese says, hey, Allie, why don't you jump in and and help on these? And so just so willing to work with the young people. Reese isn't one of those, go sit on a show box and get out of the way so we can do this. Just gets them in there and and gets their hands on things and uh, actually took Allie over to, to work on some other cattle as well. And and you and Colton just just took her in and and uh, did a nice job with her. And you want them to learn. You want them to do it. You just want to be there to help them along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's just as important to to get the the kids involved in that aspect of it as as it is in making sure they get stuck right in the ring. I mean, I think the day to day stuff and and getting them dressed at the shows is I think it's important that and especially if it's something that that they're interested in. I mean, some of the kids want somebody to just take care of it and, and get it ready for them and just take it in the ring. And that's fine too. But I mean, if, if the kids that, that want to be involved and, and want to help get their calves dressed and get their calves clipped and all that kind of stuff, we want to try to try to work with them on that as well as we can too, and, and make sure that they're getting the, getting the opportunity to, to be involved because at the end of the day, you know, dad or or grandpa or somebody has bought bought the calf for that kid and you know it's at the end of the day it's their calf and if they want to if they want to be involved and and help get them dressed and all that kind of stuff we're going to do everything we can to to make sure that that we let them and that we try to help them along and and show them as much as we can Uh, and you guys do a great job of it so reese anything else here before we wrap this one up I guess that's about it. I just just like to mention again, I appreciate the opportunity to to hop back on here, and I've enjoyed it, and uh, look forward to to working with whoever it is that gets these things bought. You know, repeat customers, hopefully, on some of them, as as well as hopefully some new families. Right. So, uh, just just very much looking forward to a couple Tuesdays from now to to get this behind us and to get these things into new homes and to uh, to see who we're gonna who all we're gonna get to work with going forward this summer betty wants me to make sure you pat the dog an extra time there for uh, uh the new dog she fell in love with so make sure you rub his ears a few times for her oh yeah he's been sitting here <laughs> under my feet the whole time we've been on the phone he's uh he's uh 
he's a good little dude. Been very fortunate with the way that he's taken to the baby. He's, uh-huh. I was, I was a little bit concerned with uh, maybe how he would act, and I, obviously nothing he would do on purpose, but just right. getting so excited and wound up. But he's, it's almost like when we brought him home that day, he just knew like something was different. <laughs> he kind of had to change his ways because really he had completely different since the baby got here. But that's great, Reese. You guys have the sale on SC Tuesday, October 19th. Want to encourage everybody to go there. Want to encourage everybody to go to SC. Go to the Johnson Farms Facebook page. Those guys have a, a lot of things on there. Reese is on Facebook. Reese has put some things on Facebook as well. So uh, any other way they need to get a hold of you, Reese, other than on the phone? I guess that would be about it. Our numbers, phone numbers are listed there on the sale site, text, call, anything you know however you'd like to communicate best we'd be glad to uh glad to talk to you and and discuss the cattle on the phone or obviously be glad to glad to kick through them and show them to you in person so right just look look forward to hearing from people and uh we've been fortunate with the amount of traffic that we've had so far seems like there's been quite a bit of interest but still uh looking forward to hearing from more people and and showing more people these things before before Tuesday gets here, for sure. And as good as they are, there should be a lot of traffic through there. So, Reese, want to wish you luck with the sale. Want to thank you for joining us here on this one. And, uh, again, on SC Tuesday, October 19th, Johnson Farms. Be there. Check that one out. And check out those good Angus cattle. So, uh, Reese, again, want to thank you. And we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.